0: All right. Hello and welcome back to Paying for Attention. And today we'll be talking about why you could be tracking leads all wrong. And today we got with us Keegan Brown as well as our co-host there, Andrew Hollington. So let's go ahead and... Egan Andrews. So today's kind of a a little bit of a bold statement here. You could say on why you could be tracking leads on or wrong. So why is that?
1: Why could we be tracking leads all wrong? Yeah, now it's, (laughs) it is a little bit bold, but yeah, I mean, uh, I would say eight out of 10 advertisers out there are tracking leads all wrong. And the reason is, is that, uh, you're probably not looking at lead quality to a specific channel, like Google Ads or pay, uh, uh, Facebook ads or anything like that. And you're probably not it, it, you might be saying, well, I have like a landing page that you know all my leads go through or anything like that, but you're probably also not granularly tracking those leads to certain ads, keywords, uh, landing pages, uh, you know, different demographics and if you're not doing that you're completely missing half the story of how those leads are turning into sales and how they're actually impacting your bottom line.
2: Yeah, totally. And the the other piece of that is that lead quality lead quality can do so many things and and if you're if you're missing that piece, actually more specifically, you, you need to know down to the campaign, down to the search term if possible, the more data, the better that you can collect on your backend for the PPC manager or analyst, who, whoever's managing the account, the better they can do with that data, right? So when we look at what was the search term that they that they search for this really really good lead? Then we can start to identify trends. We can start to do our analyst magic, right That's the analysis we love It's taking this this give me give me all of your awesome leads, your five star leads that that we've given you. Let me see an excel sheet of those and that is the analysis I love doing. I don't know about you Keegan.
1: <laughs> I, I do because when you do that analysis you can actually see how you're impacting the bottom line and and that is, not only a good feeling because you know that your work is, is actually doing something good, rather than just generating conversions that Google or Facebook or any uh, platform says that, you know, it's just a number on a screen, you're actually seeing the impact that you're making for that business and their bottom line. And uh, it also helps keep a relationship live and keeps, uh, uh, you know, uh, with our clients, if, if we're able to show that we're uh, profitable, and we're generating good leads, that's going to continue, uh, and it is also likely to increase budget, increase different channels and opportunities. So it really is just kind of good all around. So it's it's definitely one of my favorite things to do as well.
0: Okay, so talking about lead quality, what about ROI analysis? What do you think?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll
2: I'll definitely jump in there. So it, it's it kind of goes along with what Keegan was saying there, right? Is that to understand the lead quality helps to show what's, how it's impacting the bottom line, right? Yeah. We need to make those lead quality adjustments to get more qualified leads. Thus, more qualified leads, your salespeople are going to close more of those leads. You're going to get a better ROI, right? It's as simple as that, really, when you when you look at it. And so, uh, are you know, is your PPC agency or is your PPC manager actually making you money? Are, are the leads you're getting actually closing into sales? That's really, really important to look at. Yeah. And if you're not connected, the dots there, you're, you're missing a huge, huge opportunity.
1: Yeah, and just to give an example, you know, when when you're just looking at, you know, the interface with within an ad platform, and you're, you know, you got this campaign or an ad or whatever just generating tons and tons of conversions for you, and it's really cost effective, from an, an analyst side that's actually managing those ads, they're going to continue to allocate budget, increase bids. Uh, make optimizations to push more uh, of of your budget towards that mm-hmm. campaign or keyword or ad or, or or what have you. And if that ends up not being good lead quality, if those leads are coming from a different country that you don't you know uh, actually do business in, or if it's coming from eighteen year olds and your service is for cataract surgery, um, that analyst is wasting your money on uh on on unqualified leads and it's wasting your sales team's time on dealing with these leads following up on leads that you know you can't even work with or don't doesn't make sense or they don't have the budget for it so it really can be a snowball effect on uh of, of wasting time and money on, for your campaigns
0: so you talked about kind of going back a little bit with the lead quality how much data do you need how and how maybe not how much because basically put the ideas the more data the better right yeah. how long can clients or anybody listening expect to test to get enough data to actually see okay this is goodly quality yeah.
1: yeah so i it's <clears throat> that's a difficult question but you can start seeing i would say right away are you going to get trends right away no obviously not but if you get a lead in and you're tracking that all the way through and It's obviously, you know, uh, a lead from a different country that might give you an indication to go dive in a little bit and say, oh, oh, we forgot to change this location setting. Right. Um, Or it could be, uh, you know, again, you know, budget issues or things like that after a while. I I mean, it really takes a a certain amount, but I, I don't have that. (laughs) <laughs> Off the top of my head, Andrew, do yeah. you do you have an answer? Yeah,
2: no, I, I I don't have a specific answer, but but definitely that's where it gets frustrating yeah. is is when clients are like, okay, how much data is enough data? Is two weeks good? Is three weeks good? Right. And we just don't have that. We don't have that answer. It's not until trends are identified. So, uh, you know, I mean, we we can start looking at it, but you don't want to make a decision on the first or second lead that comes in until you identify a trend right so the 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 big cuz for example you you could see a, a bad lead come in for a search term that you identified as a really high intent great search term we're not going to negate that search term we're not going to bid down on that keyword right mm-hmm. we're not going to make a decision on one bad lead if you continue to get bad leads we're going to start to ask you questions you know what are your sales team what is your sales team saying about that lead what 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 makes that lead unqualified what what are they hearing from the from the end client
1: yeah is it age uh is it age gender uh location budget uh just the wrong service you know are they just confused that's when you can kind of go back and, and start to see those trends and say okay this could be the reason why we can make some optimizations for it
2: and okay. the, the other big thing i about- want to remind everyone about is mm-hmm. this is We've been talking a lot, like thinking about form fills, right? But don't forget about phone calls. Uh, Phone calls are really, really important as well. Uh, A lot of people just want to... Call, call me old school. I might, I might just want to pick up a phone and talk to a salesperson. Mm-hmm. I might not just want to put my personal information and wait for them to call me yeah. back. Uh, especially for more or more, more urgent services, they're going to pick up the phone and call you. Do you have systems in place to track those as well? So um, there, there are services out there, obviously, that help with that. But you need to be the, doing the same things that you're doing with, with form fills on phone calls. Are you tracking the search terms? Are you tracking what campaign it came from so that we can go back and make those budget optimizations like keegan was saying make those keyword adjustments uh all all the things that we were talking about with form fills don't forget about calls
0: awesome yeah and the reason all great things so the more data the better right i mean and you you can gather all types of information from the little things and i think people overlook that the reason why i asked about the time thing was just because how many times do we actually get a client it's like, well, well, when can we expect to see the, <laughs> you know, time. this? And every like, time. every time, right? They they always put a timestamp on it. But really, mm-hmm. I like you guys' response. The the, the real re- answer, you know, is of course, it comes down to just be patient. Yeah. <clears throat> just let that data flow in. Um, okay, so along with why, uh, what about offline conversion data?
2: Yeah, so so I'll jump in there. There's, this is just another level of data. Like yeah. analysts, we're nerds, we love data. <laughs> and so and so this is just another level of data that we can that we can use to optimize the campaigns and and what it is really is just attaching uh, t- sorry to get real technical on you here, but every click, every click on a Google ad has a has a Gclid, which is a Google click ID, and and what that does is it just identifies the clicker. If they click again, they have the same Google click ID, so it, it allows you to track them through the funnel. That's really all it is to simplify it. But what it's powerful because what it can do is you can pass it through to your CRM and say, all right, I I, I ident- identified this guy as the clicker, and we can then upload certain data into Google Ads and say, all right. Uh, so so for example, one one use case is is lead quality um, and lead scoring. So you can even do that. So you can score your leads, I don't know, as simple as one, two, three, one being the best lead. And then we have conversion columns in, in Google Ads where we upload that data and say, all right, Awesome. Now within my campaigns, I can go in there, click in there, look at this keyword, and see how many one one level leads we got. You know, how many of the best lead quality uh, category did we get, and and start to optimize within the account rather than you know relying on client uh, sales data. You know, what did your sales team say? What you know, it's, it takes away a little bit of the back and forth and empowers us to make decisions on in within the platform.
0: That's awesome. So, okay, so that all sounds great. So, how can a business track leak quality?
1: Yeah, so this is where it gets a little tricky, and there's a lot to it. Um, but there are basically, you know, three or four steps that you can take uh, to get there. And, um, you know, it usually helps if you have a developer or if you're pretty. Uh, tech savvy with uh, some of the forms that you're working with, um, but really the first step is making sure that you're utilizing UTMs on your ads. Um, so that's UTM source, uh, medium, campaign, keyword, all that type of data. So um, Google uh, Google Analytics has a, a UTM builder that you can utilize to, to help build that. Um, and each uh, platform, so Facebook ads, Google ads, uh, Bing, they have their own value track parameters that you can pull through that pulls specific data to that platform. That helps you again just more uh, look at data more granularly, and it's it's extremely beneficial to do it that way. Um, and that's also where the gclid comes in from Google and Microsoft ha- or Bing has its own. Uh, FBclid uh, is another one for Facebook. So um, they all kind of have that data. And basically, what you want to do is set up what's called hidden form fields in behind your forms. Um, So they are exactly what they sound like. They are hidden uh, within the form. So if you have like a form with first name, last name, phone number, email, um, underneath that all will have uh, form fields that are meant to capture your UTMs either through uh, the the URL when they actually click the ad or through a a cookie, which is a whole nother level uh, of tracking. And it'll pull that through and send to your CRM, and uh, you can start to see that UTM data within your CRM that way. Um, so yeah, that, that's really the first way, and, and that's a, a great way for your sales team to start seeing the channel and the keywords that were generating those leads and start that conversation about lead quality.
2: I'll, I'll add to that that you can take it another level if you'd like. If there's something specific to your business that you really want to know about the lead you can create custom parameters and you don't have to follow the value track parameters you can you can put a a, a parameter in there that says you know UTM whatever you'd like UTMs are just the the standard ones that pass to analytics they, they play with analytics they play within the Google uh, system very well yeah. ecosystem very well but don't let that limit you if there's something really specific that you want to pass through to your CRM about each specific campaign lead, um, things like that, you can you you can definitely do that. the the other the other point I wanted to make real quick is the I I already really I already touched on it with the with the call call uh, phone calls, but just make sure you have a system that can do those types of things for phone calls as well. Um, it's as simple as that. There's. We, we've used call rail and call tracking metrics just to name a couple. Um, don't have a huge preference on, on either, but find one that works for you. And, and that's, that's how you can track your phone calls back into your you – can, you can integrate it with your CRM as well and start to pull in those phone calls as, as you know contacts in your CRM as well and then start to track the lead quality that way.
0: Very cool. So, Andrew, you mentioned something about CRMs a couple times within there. So what about integrations? How big is integrations um, with like Salesforce and HubSpot and things like that?
2: The the more popular ones like like Salesforce and HubSpot, like you mentioned, will have native integrations with a lot of uh, landing page builders. Um, WordPress has, you know, connections that'll that'll push them in directly. Right. Um, HubSpot has their own set of UTMs that, that you can you that you can use as well. So the, the integrations just make it a little, that much easier. They're not, they're not hundred percent necessary. You c- you can use them or lose them. It doesn't really matter. But, um, yeah. What, what do you think about the integrations? Keegan, anything else I missed?
1: Yeah. I mean, integrations are nice, uh, with those forms, but one of the, one of the cool things that I think, again, you know, we've worked with a lot of B2B companies and, um, I would say nine out of 10 do not, uh, uh, take advantage of the Salesforce and Google Ads integration that helps you take care of all of the things that Andrew was talking about earlier and, and with forms and all these connector, connectors or anything like that. And you can actually integrate Salesforce into Google Ads and you can pass all that data through seamless, seamlessly. And again, empower your the, the manager of your ads uh, to be able to make uh, decisions based on actual revenue, bottom line uh, revenue for the business for qualified leads rather than just when where there's somebody's filling out a form or giving a phone call
0: with integrations is it common for people to not integrate because you, you guys kind of made it sound like some people don't integrate at all and to me that's just a crucial amount of information to send to your crm yeah
2: yeah, yeah I, I would i would say definitely so i mean it's it, 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 i i think crms are intimidating for one, there's a lot of features in them, and you might just say, salespeople have at it, go, go have fun, but you might not even be taking advantage of all of the features that your CRM has available and, and things like that. And, and one of them that's commonly missed, to your point, Dan, is, is integrations straight with Google Ads. You might have not have even known Salesforce connects right to Google Ads.
1: Yeah, yeah. And I mean, this, this works for a lot of B2B. It also works for, um, you know, higher education, you know, we work with a handful of universities that also use Salesforce. And not only is it, uh, you know, extremely beneficial for the sales team, but the it, it really helps align sales and marketing. I think that's a reason why uh, a, a lot of uh, advertisers do not have that integration. I think One, it takes some experience to be able to know that it has that because it is kind of hidden in a a way Um, Two, I think a lot of, you know, PPC managers, whether it's an agency or internally, a a PPC manager might not be super familiar with Salesforce or what that all takes. And then, unfortunately, as we all know, there is all too often a disconnect between sales and marketing and getting those two teams to uh, to speak and and work together. Really uh, can be an issue, right? And so it might not be worth it for some people, but um, or they might not think it's worth it. But uh, it is almost always worth getting that data into Google Ads and start to being able to, again optimize uh, on more than just you know who's filling out a form.
0: No, it makes total sense. What about something like tracking your leads? How can we track our leads with like Google? sheets or you know excel anything like that what do you guys suggest yes
2: so that's you may be sitting here thinking oh i don't have a fancy salesforce HubSpot. that's that's (laughs) that's okay that shouldn't that shouldn't be an excuse to not do what we've been talking about this whole time in tracking lead quality making decisions on it uh determining your roi from your ads because like dan mentioned you can use google sheets that use use a Faux CRM, make Google Sheets your CRM, no problem. It you just integrate with your, uh, with your conversion point, right? So it, it might be a landing page that you say, I want to spit out the leads into a Google Sheet, no problem. You, we've we've done that for clients as well, and it works the same as a CRM. We can identify trends, uh, we can we can do that for you even if you don't have a fancy CRM
1: yeah i mean it's uh it's obviously not you know the prettiest and fanciest way to do it but it it is it still ends up with the same result uh essentially it's as long as somebody's uh, as long as the data is getting into a google sheet somebody's uh marking those leads you know qualified not qualified or you know uh, um uh, they turn into a closed one deal um, or uh, anything like that as long as being updated and, and that feedback is happening it can definitely be just as powerful and um, is pretty easy setup as well.
0: Very cool. All right, guys, we're at that point in the podcast. Give us three takeaways that everyone can get and yeah. use.
1: Yeah. Um, so <clears throat> I think the biggest one and something that uh, I think everybody knows is that advertising, the whole point of it is ROI. Uh, if you aren't advertising to make something out of it, you, you might be confused about what you're doing. Um, so so and I think a lot of people forget that when uh, they're actually doing marketing and advertising. Right. They forget about that part or they just don't understand how to track it. So hopefully uh, th- this this podcast helps you understand that it is possible and some of the ways that you can do it. Because uh, if, if you're not tracking and optimizing for ROI, uh, you're, you're probably doing it wrong.
2: And that's the beauty of digital isn't it that we have all of that trackable data just data and that goes into my second takeaway is that the cleaner the data the more data the better happier analysts happier happier clients happier sales teams right because we're cleaning up the leads for them we're we're saving their time not answering the phone for irrelevant leads that are looking for their UPS package. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, You know, just cleaner, more data, better.
1: Yeah. And 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 really the last one is, is is your agency or is your team doing this? Uh, If they're not, if they haven't even asked the question, um, (laughs) you you might want to be you might be want to be asking them why they haven't Um, because uh, it's it's by far a differentiator as an advertiser, to have that type of data and be able to optimize your budget based on what's actually making your bottom line.
0: That's great. All this information is great, and I can benefit everyone. Thank you, Keegan and Andrew, for giving this wisdom. And we are grateful for those who turned in, and we will see you next time on Paying for Attention.